Okay, so I bet none of us were expecting for things to be the way they are at the moment. COVID has forced us to pivot and adapt to a new way of doing business. Maybe you used to do a lot of door knocking, or maybe you used to host a lot of open houses. And now, well, we have to get creative about how we engage in new prospecting activities. And that's why I'm excited about today's episode. We're talking with Tyler Stinken from Cole Realty Resource about some winning strategies that you can implement today using big data to prospect from home and drum up new business opportunities. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Weekly Boost. My name is Ricardo Bueno, and I'm a 10-year veteran of the real estate industry. And this podcast is dedicated to taking an honest look at the reality of marketing and growing your real estate business. My guess is you want to close more deals, whether it's working with buyers or sellers. But it's not as easy as some people, like bullshit marketers, would have you believe. I spend my day consulting with some of the best agents in the industry, which basically means I have a front row seat to the behind the scenes of world-class marketing campaigns and listing strategies, and I'm here to unveil some of those strategies and tactics with you. Listen in as I share what's good in real estate and the world of marketing. Let's go. Before we jump into today's episode, here's a quick word from our sponsor. I know you're probably sick of hearing that you need a CRM, and trust me, I'm a little sick of telling you that you need one too. The trouble with most CRMs out there is that they're so tough to figure out. They're stuffed with so many bells and whistles that it feels more like a computer science project than a simple way to organize your contacts. And the truth is, CRMs are not supposed to be that complicated. That's why I love Follow-Up Boss. Not only is it easy to set up and get started, it integrates with all of your most important lead sources. You'll get instant access to pre-written drip campaigns and action plans, and features like SmartList help you take the guesswork out of who to call next, and so much more. So whether you're an experienced CRM pro looking for something more powerful, or even if you're just starting out and only have a handful of buyers or sellers to add to your database, Follow-Up Boss is worth taking a look at. To learn more, visit followupboss.com. If you start a free trial, email me and ask me about my custom drip campaigns designed to help you follow up like a boss. Let's jump in. All right. Welcome, everybody. What's up, Tyler? Happy to have you. you. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Excited to talk about how Cole's been helping agents and lenders with their prospecting for over the last 70 years. Super excited about it. Yeah, man, let's get into it. So I'm really excited to have you on today because like we kind of talked about it before, but one of the places that I always start when I'm working with an agent and we're working in different capacities, right? Some agents want to run Facebook ads. So they want to market to their farm. They want to dominate their farm. Other agents have listing inventory. They're trying to take advantage of it. So they're circle prospecting and doing all that. They're checking off all the boxes. Yeah. One of the places that I tell them to connect with is their local title rep to get and purchase premium data for their farm. And so that's where we kind of always run into a wall, right? right. Because this, the expectation I try to set with them is you can purchase premium data, but if you get a thousand title records, you're not going to get a thousand emails and phone numbers. You're just nope. not going to have a hundred percent capture rate as much as we'd yeah. like that to be true. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I turn to a company like yours because yeah. you guys have a much higher capture rate when it comes to data. And well, <laughs> I know you guys as Cole Realty Resource. Yeah. Um, you guys go by Cole Information, but Let's kind of let's get into it. Let's start with who you are and what you do. And you guys have been doing this for a really long time. So 
educate us. Tell us a little bit yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. So Cole Information, also known as a coal directory, is kind of our parent company, right? So like I said, we've been around forever. And prior to technology, prior to the internet, we were known for printing these crisscross directories. They were, they were a book, kind of like a phone book, right? You could buy a phone book, buy one of these directories in Lincoln, Nebraska, where I live, or Houston, Texas, didn't matter. And is essentially all of the streets in that market in alphabetical order. And then if I flipped to the pages, I'd go find, let's say, Patterson Street. And I'd look up and down Patterson Street and tell me everybody who lived up and down that street and then their phone number and how long, how long they lived in their house, et cetera. So it was a great way for any small business to really right. work specific neighborhoods, specific streets, but not just right. real estate agents, insurance agents, plumbers, roofers, you name it. And about 16 years ago, when I started working here, I remember that the TV series Law and Order <laughs> actually called our marketing team and said, hey, can you send a set of directories to our filming set? No we want to have I want to have some detectives up in New York City, you know, Law and Order, <laughs> calling everybody up and down an apartment building to see if they saw the break in the happen. Right. So we're that same company and obviously have roots behind it. But eight years or so ago, we had a big picture of Blockbuster on our wall. And <laughs> how do you stay relevant? We didn't want to be like Blockbuster. Blockbuster had been around for decades and all of a sudden they were gone. Right. And that's right. where we decided, hey, we need to find sources to get everyone's cell phone numbers, to get right. their email addresses. Right. And that's where we're at today. So we have. Cool information is a general kind of for everybody who's looking to find us, but we have specific product lines and one is called Coal Realty Resource that's designed for real estate agents and, and lenders and in that sort of world that we're in. And you guys basically, they have access to online neighborhood contact information with 24-7 access to yeah. cell phones and emails with over, I don't know, 250, 300 data points? Yep, yep. So completely unlimited. So yep, so any small business would go into our system, they get their own login credentials, and then they can log in and we'll always ask for a, a geo, whether you want an entire city, yeah. whether you just want a zip code or two zip codes or a specific neighborhood. And then you narrow it down by filters, like confirmed homeowner versus mm -hmm. apartment renters, length of residence, income levels, hobbies, right? So maybe you're a hunter, and you want to find other yeah. people who also have hunting as a hobby. So it will help you to, to build the brand name that's, that's and help with response rates and things like that, right? And then all the data can just be exported right into an Excel spreadsheet with a matter of seconds. And then from there, you can do whatever you want to with it and upload it in any CRM system you're using or any, any other dialer, things like that to make the data actionable. So I'll give you guys two use cases of, of kind of how we've used Cole so far out in the field. One was a series of six live workshops. We called it the Smith Group Seminar. And what it was is the new rental laws that were going into effect in January of 2020. So we went into coal to pull thousands and thousands and thousands of records for everybody that was not owner-occupied so that we can pitch them on... We, we did ringless voicemails, we did text yeah. blasts, we did email blasts. Yeah. And then you're able to upload that data as a custom audience to Facebook so that yeah. you can run uh, targeted Facebook ads at them. Yep. So that was a, a very sort of special, unique use case where we were able to get the data that we needed. And we put butts in seats for yeah. six different live events and had 40 to 60, in one case, 80 people in attendance. Yeah. So, what I so, love about that scenario is that you're, it's multi-channel. Like what yep. you just said, that it wasn't just calling. It wasn't just leaving voicemails, right? Nope. With a ringless voicemail. It was then sending an email, yep. sending a text message. So think of everything. What, that's the power of coal. It's a multi-channel approach 
at a very hyper local area. And that's yep. how you start owning the mind share of yep. a specific audience. And then yep. you capped it off with uploading that same list into Facebook. And now these people are like, oh my gosh, this company is everywhere. <laughs> it's everywhere. You know, this realtor is everywhere. And they don't realize that you just did that for a select list of people, right? And they're thinking like, That's gosh, right. that guy knows all of Lincoln, Nebraska. He's everywhere. We need to use him. And when we do our marketing, that's really the goal. The goal is to make the consumer feel like, damn, that guy's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yep. So so consistency matters. Mm-hmm. Multi-channel totally matters. Yeah. So let's go down. One of the questions I wanted to ask you is, I don't think anyone <laughs> expected for 2020 to turn out the way that it did. Right. If, if we go through our camera roll, right. I can probably pull up dozens of pictures of mm-hmm. us happily at a restaurant or just out and about smiling, laughing without a clue of what, what was the right. term that we right. Right. So you fast forward, a lot of us have changed the way we do business or, or we've tried anyway to adapt to the new market environment. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about today. Yeah. How can we leverage data to create new opportunities? And I know that's a loaded question, but mm-hmm. the thing I think about is I have agents who can't go out and door knock mm-hmm. and they're so used to door knocking. They're yeah. good when they door knock because... Yeah. They're just, they're that good. They're that, they're personable, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But now they're being met with, well, I'm not going to open the the door Mm -hmm. to a stranger. Or agents that would do open house after open house after open house because Mm -hmm. that's what they do and they're good at it. Yep. We can't do those things anymore. No, uh uh-uh. Or or if we do, we do them in in moderation and with a ton of different precautions. Mm -hmm. So what are some ways that we can leverage data in our new market environment? Yeah, no, great. And interesting. This is all true, right? What's ironic about this is that I, before the pandemic, I started having, I would say if you go through the list of a top 100 realtors across the country, a good majority of them are our customers. And I've been our customers for years. And so I do a lot of interviews with these top agents. I remember two specific top 100 agents across the country that I interviewed already in like in mid-January that had told me, Tyler, you know what? We're looking at where we're spending all of our money and we've been buying, we're not going to buy leads anymore. We officially uh-huh. stopped buying leads because they're actually looking their ROI on the leads that they're buying from all these lead sources. High, high cost. There, the high cost on them. And they're like, end of the day, they're just phone numbers and emails. They're, they're no different than us cold calling people, right? Because there's, and, and these people never answer their phone yeah. and, we're spend, and we're spending a ton of money on them. So a lot of these guys are saying, hey, you know what? We're getting back to the basics and we're just going to double down using sources like coal to do calling campaigns and yeah. emailing campaigns. So that was prior to mid-February, early yeah. March. And then the pandemic hit. And then it was like our phones lit up, like we're ringing off the hook, <laughs> right? Because what happened was, all these other agents who are also then re- who are used to buying leads, right. well, people weren't even filling out lead forms at that point anymore, right? And then you have people who are door knocking and doing open houses can't do that. And a lot of these huge coaching companies that these these agents yeah. are going to, all these coaches are saying, "Hey, go buy coal. You need to go contact coal. Yeah. You need to be doubling down on your lead generation, and at the same time, making sure you're cutting costs, right? Because right. that's also important right now. You you need to be looking at what you're spending versus what you what you're bringing in. And so if you're going to be yeah, cutting you costs, should, you should know what your average cost to acquire a customer mm-hmm. is. Especially yep. if you're spending on lead sources and things like that. You yep. should know yep. what your average cost to acquire a customer. And if it's high, I met an agent who spent $50,000 on leads and generated about 120,000. 
That's exactly. a high, that's a risky proposition. Yes. Yes. That's a and that's very, a, and, and that's a very high customer acquisition cost. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, you're right. And those are high numbers, but a lot of number, a lot of agents I'm talking to, like they're not breaking even on the leads they're buying. And yeah. that's why, so that tone is already set is what I'm getting at. And then, yeah. then the pandemic happened and it was, oh, I need to, I need to make sure I'm reaching out to people. What am I doing? And that's where the power of cult comes in, right? Is that yeah. you can go in and, and create a customized list that meets your needs. And then the basic is a specific neighborhood, right? Right. So, and I will challenge people is, hey, find a neighborhood that resonates with you. So maybe it's already your farm. Maybe it's a neighborhood right. that you live in, a neighborhood that your kids go to school in, a neighborhood that by your church, a reason that you can then do an outreach to that neighborhood. Right. And then right now with the pandemic, maybe it's not an open house, right? You can't do that and you can't door knock, but think of all the nonprofits right now that need your support. So I know so many clients that are, they're connecting with their local food bank or they're connecting with their local blood mobile. Right. And now they're having a blood mobile set up shop at the Sheridan Lutheran church at 70th and old Cheney. And now they'll call and email into that specific neighborhood, the thousand people in that neighborhood. And they're doing an outreach and they're branding it is I am your, I'm the local real estate expert. Right. However, the reason I'm reaching out to you is, is, is bigger than that right now. It's for a bigger cause. Let's support this nonprofit together. Right. Right. And we're going to be set up or we're going to have, we're going to be collecting food for the people city mission at the neighborhood park on Sunday from noon to two. And so we'd love for you to stop by. If you can't stop by, we'll stop by your porch and we'll pick it up. Right. Because what it allows you to do then is people kind of let their guard down and then you can see where the conversations goes. And you need to start asking questions like, well, how long have you actually lived in your neighborhood? Right. What do you love about the neighborhood? What don't you like about the neighborhood? Where are you from originally? Have you thought about moving back there? Right. Right. And you'll start getting your leads that way while also giving back to your community. Right. Yeah. Partnering with local nonprofits or even heck local businesses right now. Well, that's the other one would be think about like food trucks, right? Yep. Have a food truck, have Joe's barbecue shack, his food truck, come to the neighborhood park or come to your brokerage parking lot on Thursday for lunch. And then it gives you a reason to call here. Let's support a local nonprofit together. Sorry, a local small business together. right. Right. Yeah. That yeah, I, I remember one of the strategies uh, that we talked about earlier in March, April was putting together a list of all of the restaurants that are, especially the mom and pops that are still doing takeout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yep. putting it together in a viewable sort of Excel spreadsheet yep. with the name yep. of the business, their contact yep. information, whether they're doing yep. delivery, if so, what times yep. are they accepting, uh, how are they accepting payment or what services mm-hmm. are you using for delivery? And you're just crowdsourcing yep. all of that information and being a resource back to the community. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So just taking that data. And so to answer your question originally is how can data help? And this is how data helps, right? Is it allows you to have conversations with people, right? And and that's the whole goal is every day you need to continue having conversations with people. Right. So let's break down some scenarios for people because I'll I'll be on an appointment and sometimes it's easy to when you're chasing the next transaction, it's easy to say, well, I just want what's working. I just want what's getting listings now. I just want, and that's not really answering the question. That's not really looking at your ideal customer profile or the market you want to serve. And I really think that everybody should have, you should know who your ideal customer avatar is. Who's that person that you're trying to reach? Who, like, what's your superpower? Who do you work really, really well with? Mm -hmm. I have a lender, for example, who specializes in student loans. 
They are amazing when it comes to student loans, especially yeah. uh, student loans with repayment plans. Yeah. The last thing you want is to work with a lender that doesn't understand the lending guidelines, have that file go to underwriting after an offer has been accepted and it fall through. Exactly. Well, these, these guys have so much content that they create about student loans. They specialize in it. That's their niche. Yeah. Experts at it. To, to try to, to have somebody else say, well, I want to do that too. It's not only a disservice to you, it's a disservice to the client. Because if you don't know how to do student loans and you're not an expert in understanding the guidelines, then saying, I want to work with that kind of client too, isn't really a fit. Right. So, so I guess you should understand what type of demographic you want to go after. But what are some different scenarios that people are targeting? Like the example I gave you before we hopped on this call, my agent closed 45 transactions last year. She has uh, two moving trucks. And what they like to do is they go and they, she go, she's targeting two-story homes. So homeowners that have lived in their house for 20 plus years yeah. that have over 80% equity mm-hmm. and that are perfect targets for move-down buyers. Yep. So, so, so she shows them, uh, she's doing a twice a month direct mail postcard campaign to those homeowners. Hey, are you thinking it's time to downsize? Our team is equipped to deliver. Yeah. Um, and then we're doing a Facebook ads to that same target audience. Mm-hmm. She has the truck for it and she's yeah. kind of, she has a whole system and process for it. Yeah. But what are some other sort of uh, good use cases or ways that we yeah, can- Yeah, I that? love it. That's a, gr- that's a perfect ideal custom target, right? Or we call that micro marketing, right? So instead of marketing to everybody, it's a micro part of it. Now, I would say something like her, then take it to the next level. But you're doing great with mailings, but now- with Cole, then follow up with the emails with those people. Get the right. emails with those people. Get their cell phone numbers and go out there and do a multi-channel approach for those people as well. But yeah, you're right. Then it's, you know, with Cole, we have 250 some different data elements, right. as, uh, attributes tied to each property, right? And so there's the basics of, hey, I just want everybody in a zip code who's been there for at least eight years, right? right. I and mean, that's just an average, but it will at least get you people more likely to be moving here sooner as well, right? Or right. you could do the same thing with age. I want everybody who's above the age of 65. I want everybody right. who's under the age of 50, you know, different ways to just take that list. And then we also have like things like language, race, right? Uh, hobbies, right? So maybe you're right. a big fisherman, maybe you're a hunter, maybe you're a golfer, right. or maybe you own a Cadillac, things like that where or you're a motorcycle driver. Well, those are things that you can you can create lists with in Cole. So then you can do an outreach and hey, here's all the golfers in the zip code. It reminds and, me of like the uh, early days of Facebook where you could target by every kind of <laughs> targeting criteria. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's funny. Exactly. So then just taking that information, right? And putting it into a strategic plan and then fulfilling the pipeline right. with that, with those, you know, with that outreach that you're doing. Now I'll say all day long at the same time, you with a specific farm that you want right. to own, you should be calling and emailing everybody, right? Because right. you can't predict a job transfer. You can't predict when somebody passes away, right? Right. You can't predict a divorce, right. right? And a lot of that stuff happens. So if there's a specific community, a neighborhood that you want to dominate, you should be reaching out to everybody. My wife and I, we built a house about two years ago now. And I can tell you with a handful of neighbors, around our block that have already moved, right? <laughs> and those analytical companies wouldn't have told you that they were planning yeah, on so, moving. They would have, so, they would have so no we, idea. So we talked about that. And, and I do want to point that out. You mentioned length of resident, length mm-hmm. of residence. Mm-hmm. 
Now that's important because yes, there are a lot of companies who they use um, like predictive analytics to say when a person is likely to move. Why is length of residence so important? What number should we be looking at? I mean, I think that's it's all across the board and it's tough, right? Because eight years is the industry average that somebody lives in their house, right? <laughs> but at the same time, you get eight years as an average, right? Which means <laughs> that some people live in their house for two years some people live in at 16 well, and that's who you get and, an average and, and then like we talked about, there's stuff that you can't predict, right? You can't predict. Right. Right. So, so if you're going to own a specific neighborhood, that is what I will challenge you guys all day long is to reach out to everybody in that neighborhood. Get to know the details of that neighborhood. Know on the top of your, on the back of your mind at all times, how many transactions happened recently? Are home values up? Are they down? What are the local restaurants nearby? What are the coffee shops nearby? Own the mindshare of that neighborhood. So if right? I have a farm of 500, let's say, and the predictive analytics says, or the most likely to move analytics says that these are the 16 homeowners who are mm-hmm. most likely to move, I should probably dial through those, but don't neglect the rest of the farm. Exactly. That is exactly what I'm saying, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what you want to... And even if then to get the, the referrals that you could get from the people mm-hmm. that know that that know a friend who might be moving into town, things like that. You just want to always be reaching out, out to that specific neighborhood. And then, you know, with Cole, you could even add, here's the entire list. But then when you download your spreadsheet, you could add the age of the person mm-hmm. who lives there, how long they've lived there, what lender they're using, what their income level is, what their hobbies are. You can add that to your list. And so that way, as you're reaching out to them, you might tailor your message a little bit different, right? Right. So you might tailor your message for somebody who's 78 versus somebody who's 38. It might be a different tailored message to help you with your response rate as well. So maybe another good reason someone might download data is you have a new listing over at 123 Main Street and you want to circle prospect that farm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Basically leverage the leverage that listing to create one or three additional opportunities. Yes. Yep. So what are your guys, do you guys have sort of uh, scripts or best practices oh, for absolutely. how to... Absolutely. We'll talk about instead of just leveraging it, exploit it, right? Exploit <laughs> that lead, that listing, right? So it gives, Good point. You, it gives you multiple opportunities to reach out to all the neighbors in yep. a very non-intrusive way, yep. right? I mean, a very almost informational, like the right. first message, and then it's using dropping voicemails or hand dialing, you know, sending emails, right. but essentially, hey, there's a new listing in the neighborhood. Now's the time to pick out your neighbors. You know, <laughs> if you know someone who wants to move into the neighborhood, let us know, or we're apologizing for the extra traffic in the right. neighborhood. Hey, we're having an open house on Sunday, but it's not in person. Here's a virtual open house. Right. You know, and here's a here's the link. Invite all your friends and family to check out the virtual open house I'm doing. Right. right. And, uh, under transaction. Hey, we had multiple buyers who came to the neighborhood who loved the house, uh, but it didn't. They love the neighborhood, but the house didn't beat their, right. you know, quite their needs, but they love to live in the neighborhood and then just sold in X amount of days. So right. it gives you multiple reasons to reach out to the neighborhood. And, and I have a lot of clients that tell me, gosh, I didn't realize how easy those phone calls were to make. <laughs> people are, not, they, they love knowing well, what a house well, is listing for, and, right? And people are, uh, not to sound bad, but people are nosy. They want to know what additions or, or remodels uh-huh. or how, uh-huh. how the neighborhood Because it, it directly impacts the value of their house, <laughs> their home, right? That's right. right. I was going to say, it's just good to be multi-channel, right? Mm-hmm. Do your just listed or yeah, do your postcards. So print, do print, mm-hmm. do phone calls, ringless yep. voicemail drops, text, and yep. email blasts. Yep. Yep. And with an email, 
you know what, the subject line is really important, right? Because if you put new listing at 505 Apple Street, guess what? You get a really high open rate. That resonates with people. And in this case, I want to tell you a quick story, if you don't mind, is I had a client of mine a while back, John Mosillo. He's in New Hampshire, and we're in a mutual Facebook group. And I remember him, he messaged me and goes, hey, hey, Tyler, I know that you do a lot of agent interviews. I think you should interview me. And I was like, all right. So his, he basically said, I'm not one of these top 100 agents that you always interview. <laughs> he goes, I'm not that guy. And I'm never going to make a ton of phone calls. It's not my personality. Yeah. But he's like, I have had a ton of success using coal because inventory is so tight in our market, which is basically across the country still. Right. So his case, his case study is that he had a great family that wanted to live in a specific neighborhood. Okay. So they said, John, you can list and sell our house, but we're not going to allow you to list it until you can find us a house in our dream neighborhood. We were, we're not going to, we're not going to settle this time around. Yeah. So John went into the, went into coal, grabbed all the cell phone numbers and emails of the people within a specific neighborhood, downloaded the list and then uploaded it into a ringless voicemail system where you can drop a voicemail just like yeah. this. And so his voicemail was very impactful because it, it resonated with people. He goes, hey there, my name is John. I'm a local realtor just down the street from you at 70th and Old Cheney. I want to give you a call because I have a great family that would love to live in your neighborhood. They currently live on Patterson Street right now, but Patterson Street's a really busy street. And they actually live right next to the intersection. And I kid you not, he's, they're scared for their kids to even play outside in their front yard. <laughs> wow. Okay. They'd love to live in your neighborhood because it has big trees. It's a he's, not ju- he's not just saying I have a buyer and that's exactly. it. Exactly. It's a story. descriptive, telling a story. And when they get a little bit older, maybe have their kids walk to Maxie Elementary, <laughs> so I was, which is down the street from you guys. So I was wondering if you knew of anybody who was maybe looking to sell soon, but hasn't listed their house yet. I'd love to hear from them. Right. And then the wow. same thing, the subject line, buyers looking in Edenton South subdivision. So fast forward, he had a retired couple that they were looking to move into a retirement home, hadn't listed their property yet. They got the voicemail and the email. The wife replied to his email. The husband responded to his voicemail, called him back. John brought his buyers to the property. They loved it. And he got a pocket listing. (laughs) And so, and he also got other people that called him back, right? right? Because they were interested to be like, hey, hey, we're not ready to sell quite yet, maybe in May. So we had, he captured additional leads that way. Right. So I, just, I, I tell everybody to consider, hey, if the you have power buyers, of storytelling, powers and being just, and that's not even confrontational. I wouldn't even right. call that a sales call. Right. Right. Like that's an informational call. And it's so not, have, it's not aggressive. It's not. Yeah. 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 And it right. lets people put their guard down. Yep. That way. And he'd even ask the people directly, if you're looking to move to give me a call back, because that's, that's kind of known. Right. right, right and right. so if you have a family, if you have buyers that want to live closer to their in-laws, they want to move across town because of a job. Maybe they want to get into a certain elementary school. Maybe they're retired and they want to move next to a country club or a golf right. course. Use that as a way to do an out. So right. just kind of want to tell that story as well. No, no, no. That's phenomenal. And, and again, just goes back to, again, the power of storytelling. It's not just now's a good time to buy or, hey, let me list your house. Mm-hmm. Tell a powerful story. Yep, exactly. Yeah, so that's an excellent that's an excellent use case. One of my agents down in downtown LA had a couple of buyers and the place where they were looking in is a high rise. A lot of the people that own there stay there, keep the property for 5-6 years. There's no inventory. The one that came on the market was a multiple offer situation. They didn't get mm-hmm. the offer. Mm-hmm. So it we couldn't find records in on they couldn't find the records on title for phone numbers and emails anyway. Mm-hmm. 
So they were able to download that data in Colt. Yeah. Yep. So absolutely. The question is, what do you do with it next? And and your your story is an excellent example of how to approach that a situation like that. Yep. Exactly. And so, again, what non-confrontational, right? And you're doing your buyer. You know, your buyers are loving you. Oh you're yeah. Going out of, totally. You're doing, going out of your way to to get them a lead on a on a house, right? And I think a lot of people listening have probably worked with those buyers that are are like sad that they've been in multiple <laughs> offers. Can't find what they're looking for. Especially at a certain price point. Or, yeah. You know, where I live, if it, if you're under a certain price point, it's really hard to find a house here in Lincoln, Nebraska. Right. Yeah. I mean, and you have to write as as you put in your offer, you're you have to write in a letter with your offer. <laughs> right. So no, it's a great way, a great approach all around. There is something that I wanted to, or I wanted to point out. So a lot of times agents will ask, let, let's talk technology really quick, you guys, if you're listening to this. So agents will ask, how do I do text, email, and ringless voicemail drops? How do I do, you know, I have this data, what do I do next? Mm-hmm. The first part is kind of scripting out what it is you want to say. That's number one, script out via text, script out your text, script out your voicemail, script out your emails. Think about what it is you want to say, what story you want to tell. Depending on what on what it is you're using the data for, if you're using it to circle prospect around your your new listing, then you're going to have an announcement, you know, new listing over at one two three, et cetera, et cetera. If you're trying to tell a story of a buyer that you have and you just can't find the right house, my buyer is looking for a two story, three bedroom, three bath house, but they need one bed, one bath on the first floor. That's a very unique sort of use case. So anyway, script all of that out. One of the tools that I like to use that I've used a a, a lot in the previous year and it's been phenomenal is SalesPipe, S-A-L-E-S-P-Y-P-E. So Pipe is P-Y-P-E. So SalesPipe is awesome. It's uh, $97 a month. It lets you upload different campaigns for different purposes. And it'll do text, email, and ringless voicemail drops. You just have to script out your campaign ahead of time and then you can upload it and you can create as many campaigns as you want. Mm -hmm. You can probably do it in your CRM. Like you can upload that data into LionDesk and you'll have a a ready to go text and email drip campaign. Mm -hmm. If you guys get stuck with how to do that, just ask and I'll help you. You could do it with follow-up boss. You can do it almost with just about any CRM that you decide Mm -hmm. to use. Some of them are finicky. Like you can't send if you send a text message today, you can't send an email today. You have to schedule it for the next day. Right. So, so just think about within the parameters of the limitations of the system that you're using. The reason I bring up SalesPipe is because you can have multiple campaigns going at once and you can do all of those different things. You can do text, uh, ringless voicemail drops and email drops. But yeah, Tyler, do you have any suggestions as far as the technology part of it goes? Yeah. I mean, I, I always say don't bite off more than you can chew. Right. So, and if that stuff kind of scares you at first then start slowly Mm -hmm. and then figure out what you want to do and, and, and implement it in, in tiers. Right. I mean, end of the day, you could, with our product, you could download it to Excel yep, and then just start making phone calls from your iPhone. Right. And again, just start dialing. Right. And you can lock yourself in a room for an hour and make 30 phone calls and be really productive. Make it part of your daily and weekly cadence. Exactly, right? And then when you think, okay, I have this down, I'm seeing a little success, how do I go to the next level? And that's where you're leveraging technology, like you said. Okay, and and then finding one of those, and a lot of the CRMs, guys, there's a lot of great ones out, but I hear Mm -hmm. all the time, it's 
the one that you use that's mm-hmm. the best one right and so just figuring out all the ins and outs that it does and then making it happen that way and that's what the, the power of pool as well is that you just download to excel or a csv file and then you can upload it into any system you're using within a matter of seconds awesome well tyler let's uh for those of us that want to get in touch, have questions about coal, what does it cost? How does it work? Et cetera, et cetera. Can, we, can you point us in the right direction? Yeah, absolutely. So our thing is we, we have a couple of different plans. The most hot plan that everybody wants is our yearly plan because it's the most affordable. So normally it is $995 a year. You pay one time and get unlimited access download searches for the entire year. And then it'd be per individual agent, per lender, et cetera, yep. what it is. Now, if you mention this podcast, what our partnership, it's a $200 discount. So we give that the best pricing to anyone out there. Whoop. So it'd be... No, I'm saying... Be, whoop, whoop. Oh, there you go. So yeah, so it's it'd be $795. But if you call awesome. and don't mention this, they're not going to offer you that price. So make sure to do that as well. Uh, we do have some month-to-month plans available but they are limited. So it all depends on the amount of downloads you want. So just call our inside sales team and talk to one of those guys to learn more as well. Just find us online. It's Cole, but C-O-L-E, Resource.com. And there's, you can talk, talk to somebody inside sales and, and learn more there. Fill out a form to learn more as well. Awesome, man. I appreciate you taking the time today. All right. No, I appreciate it, guys. And well, my last advice would be just take action. Do something. Yep. Right. So I, yep. I hopefully one of these tips that, that we're talking about might resonate with you. And if not, you got to do something. You can't just sit back. Yeah. Embrace, embrace rejection. Yes. Because your calls will get better. They'll get, exactly. better. They'll get better. They'll get better. They'll get better. Yep. And then now's the time you have to take action because we don't know what Q3, end of Q3 and Q4 and Q1 next year is going to be like. We don't know. Right. So take action now. Build your pipeline. Start with generating your leads, having conversations with people and put yourself in a great position. So as things maybe transition here in the next few quarters, you're in a good in a good place. Awesome. Right on. Thanks, Tyler. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Weekly Boost. If you got value out of this episode, do me a favor. Head on over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review so we can reach more people and change more lives with this content. Oh, and one more thing. Do you want to know how effective your online marketing strategy is? In order to succeed in real estate, you need to learn how to market yourself well. Find out how your marketing strategy stacks up against the competition by visiting ricardobueno.com forward slash audit. Answer a few simple questions and get an instant audio course on how to level up your marketing today. Again, that's ricardobueno.com forward slash A-U-D-I-T. See you next time. Thank you.